welcome to Volcano Watch. This is a weekly podcast to update you on the volcanic activity of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Alessandro Mozu. And I'm your other host, Corinne Jorgensen. We're PhD students at the University of Geneva. We study volcanoes and are here to give you all the hot volcano news. This week, we're going to give you a month recap. We've been on holidays for the last few weeks, um, but our favorite volcanoes have not been. So, no focus this week, but we will give a special preview at the end of the episode to talk about next week's special Volcano Watch Live episode. Yeah, next week we'll be live um, around lunchtime in Central Europe with four PhD students uh, and taking over the Twitter spaces of the Unige uh, Faculty of Science. But more to come that, uh, about that at the end of the episode. So let's go to it. It's September 7th at the time of recording and here are your last month updates. All right, let's start in the Americas, specifically in North America, where Alaska has been steadily chugging along. Okay, so let's start with Atka, which had the earth level rise to yellow on August 13th. Earthquakes were record 7 kilometers southwest at depth between 3 and 6 kilometers. And then the seismic activity decreased, and so did the alert level on August 28th. Okay, so Semis Pochnoi also had some periods of unrest and uh, plumes up to 3.7 kilometers on August, 20, August 3rd, 24th, 29th, and September 6th. On September 2nd, the USGS put out a report of the SO2 measurements, which re- reveals new magma batches um, coming from depth. Alessandra, did you know that the crater is called Mount Cerberus? Like the Greek god Hades, it has oh, a nice. dog uh, that guards the underworld. I think it's a very fitting name. Yeah. So let's go to Pavlov in Alaska, which this month saw periods of seismic unrest and uh, a few small plume up to 3.7 kilometers on August 25th. Great Sitkin, once again in Alaska. On July 26th, there was satellite imagery con- which confirmed a new lava dome accreting in the summit crater. On August 7th, the dome started growing and was about 100 meters at the base and residents of Adka, which is about 40 kilometers away, can see incandescence, uh, meaning that you can see lava in the crater. On August 19th, satellite reports the crater to have grown to about 860 meters um, and on September 4th, just a few days ago, there was a new report that the dome is 1,090 meters wide. The dome is a kilometer wide that is crazy there's been some effusive activity seen from the crater but we'll keep our eye out to see if more will progress over the next few weeks so let's see a little bit kilauea in hawaii so the lava lake at kilauea crusted over the late may but this month we've seen new rumblings starting on august 23rd the hawaii volcano observatory reported the most intense ground formation from august 23rd to 25th coupled with seismic activity which the strongest earthquake from that was a magnitude about 3.6 on august 24th on september 3rd it's uh, it is reported that the caldera has uplifted by up to 18 centimeter which is thought to be from pulses of magma at shallow depths Okay, moving southwards, things as always are busy with all the volcanoes competing for the tallest plume. And since we were we weren't recording during the Olympics, um we're gonna do now a silly Olympic bit that I came up with, but it's a monthly. 
So, for the event of the tallest plume in the category of the Americas, uh, coming up with in the bronze medal position, we have a three-way tie between Popocatepetl in Mexico, Santiguito in Guatemala, and Nevado de Ruiz in Colombia. Silver medal position for Sangay in Ecuador with a plume of 6.7 km on July 27. Amazing! And in the gold medal position, Sabancaya in Peru with a plume of 8.2 kilometers on August 15th. Notably, the IGP, the Instituto Geofisico del Peru, uh, recorded 36 volcanic eruptions per day from August 23rd to 30th. Sabancaya reigns supreme. Nice. So, honorable mention go to Fuego in Guatemala and Reventador in Ecuador with plumes of 5.5 and 5.2 kilometers respectively. That is not that bad. No, not at all. All right, for our smaller plume friends who are still busy, we have Pacaya in Guatemala, uh, which on August 5th started a new eruptive phase after four months of calm. And we saw three eruptions with constant degassing, plumes up to 3.5 kilometers, and increased tremor. Nice. And we saw also continuing activity from Telica in Nicaragua, Rijón de la Veja in Costa Rica, and Nevado de Silan in Chile, and Capower in Chile, Argentina. Great. Moving on to Europe. Okay, so also in Europe we have a lot of updates from the last month and a half. Let's start from a random volcano, no one in particular, just a random European one. You're gonna start with Edna, aren't you? Edna? Why, why should it be Edna? But you know, now that you say like so, it sounds really mean of us for Edna if we are not starting from her, so... <laughs> Here we are again, back in season two, and your your <laughs> obsession with Mamet. No, it's not true. I'm so happy to be back with Volcano Watch for the second season. I miss a lot of this, but stop being emotional. Now <laughs> it's time again, after one month and a half, to talk again about her, the only one, the tallest volcano in Europe that is growing even more, trying to surpass Olympus on Mars. We are talking about Mama Hedna. <laughs> Okay, well, we were on vacation, Etna wasn't, and now we're at Perks' um, number 50 from February and 54 if we start counting from December 2020. The longest series of fountaining activity occurring in 2000 with 66 lava fountains. Who knows if in the 2021 eruptive series we will manage to beat this record. If you're interested in learning more about the active crater of Etna, the southeast crater, we recommend again that you read a nice EGU GMPV blog with the title Happy Birthday Mama Etna, which Alessandro wrote. It's very good. So, the summit morphology of Etna is changing a lot since February, and the southeast crater is now taller. It grew a lot during this 50 paroxysm, and the height of the mountain might be now around something like 3,400 meters. We would like to report one particularly intense episode which occurred on July 31st with fire fountains higher than uh, one kilometer. During this eruption, the little eastern crater which formed during the past paroxysms was active again. Uh, we also report an ash avalanche occurred after another paroxysm on August 9th. Stromboli might have been jealous of Etna after the 31st uh, July paroxysm. Indeed, it produced a series of particularly strong explosions on August 1st. Okay, continue. Continuing a little bit more uh, northwards, Fagradasfjeld is continuing its eruption and alternating low activity periods to high activity periods with intervals about 15 hours. 
During the high levels, the activity of the main crater is filled with a lava lake, which overflows and then flows down from the crater into the Meradilir Valley. We also reported the opening of a new van nearby the main one on August 9th and a new fissure on August 11th. Moving right along, uh, we have a new entry from uh, the Mariana Islands, which are in Guam. The volcano Pagan has been producing small ash plumes, and the highest was about 1.2 kilometers in height. Uh, it's still far from the reigning kings and queens of our highest plume competitions, uh, but the alert level has been raised to orange. Okay, it's time to fly to Asia. I was not sure on how to present the harsh advisory data. In the past one month and a half, a lot of volcanoes have erupted in this part of the world, and maybe I thought about avoiding a shopping list of all the volcano emitted ashes. But you know, we are at the beginning of the second season, and it's nice to start familiarizing ourselves with all the volcanoes that will accompany us in this season trip around global volcanoes. So here, only for you, the shopping list of the Asia Ash Advisory. So we saw Ash Advisory from Shibaluk, Suanozejima, Karaminski, Semeri, Lovetolo, Ibu, Sinabum, Ebeko, Ulevun, Dukono, Bagana, Merapi, Kirinkotan, Ta, Fukutoku, Okanoba, Nishimoshima, Langila, and Kadovar. Sorry for any mispronunciation. <laughs> okay, Alessandro, take a breather. Go get a glass of water. I will continue with ash plume data. So, for the second season, Asia has decided to start being a little bit more competitive with the Americas for the ash plumes. And also with Etna. Yes, yes, with Etna as well. Okay, so we saw ash plumes so high they put at fear into the hearts of Sebenkaya and Senge. Swano's Jima produced a 5.5 kilometer ash plume, Karaminsky S6.1, Sinabung S7 kilometer, and Fukutoku Okanoba, uh, which we'll talk about shortly. For now, we'll just say that it, wow, it's in Japan and it produced 16 kilometer high ash plume. Wow, that's very impressive. Wow, that's really cool. So the winner in the Asia plume is actually even taller, oh my goodness, <coughs> which is Kadovar in Papua New Guinea with a 19.2 kilometer ash plume. Oh my Impressive. goodness, August was exciting. Mama Hannah and Sabakaya dislike this new. <laughs> yeah, Sabakaya is going to have to give up its gold medal. Oh my goodness, what an exciting season already. <laughs> okay. So let's start with Shilavuk, where the extrusive activity of the Dome Dolphin 2, my favorite, uh, continues at high levels with frequent collapses, explosions, block and ash flow production, avalanches, and of course the emission of gas and steam plumes. We are going to remain in Russia, where Karimsky continues his activity as well with strong ash emissions and the IS-1 reaching 6.1 km, that is not bad at all. Before leaving Russia, we also had eruptive activity from Epico and Kirinkotan. Okay, in this new season, we're gonna, of course, keep our eyes peeled on White Island in New Zealand, where gas emissions is continuing at elevated levels. There's been uh, night glowing, emissions of very hot gases, tremors, and sporadic ash plumes, which indicate a potential rise of new magma. The alert level is currently orange, um, but we'll keep you updated if that changes. Now it's time for Indonesia, where several volcanoes erupted this month. Sinabung, which is producing large eruption, and uh, which on July 28th, 
produces a 12-minute lasting huge explosion generating a 7-kilometer plume uh, whose collapse produces a pyroclastic flow. Merapi has also been pretty active. The alert level rose to 3 in a scale from 1 to 4. And also there was a particularly large pyroclastic flow which was generated from the lava dome on August 10th. In Indonesia also, Leotolo, Ibo, Daeng are erupting and Krakatau as well uh, produced a series of pulsating plumes from the main crater which is basically a lake now filled with water. <laughs> uh, we will keep you updated in the next weeks on these volcanoes activities. Uh, okay, so now we move to the Philippines where Tal, our inception volcano as Alessandro likes to call it, which is a, there's a volcano, a crater, and a lake, and a lake, and a lake, it's a lake, and a lake, and a lake, and a lake. <laughs> Because it's a lake in a lake on an island surrounded by the sea. On August 11th, uh, it produced a, a gas steam uh, plume which rose up to one kilometer. Ah, uh, super bad. But the real surprise of the month is from Japan. In Japan, we have our old friend Suanozejima, which continues to produce several strong volcanic explosions as usual. <laughs> one of the strongest uh, occurred on August 27th. Uh, then we had some activities from Nishinoshima, an extremely small highland uh, in the Ozagawa archipelago, around one kilometer south of Tokyo. It's basically the summit of a submarine volcano, which this past month produced a series of dark ashes explosions, two kilometers in height. Uh, but this is not the real surprise yet. Corinne? Okay. Fukutoku Okanoba, uh, which is a submarine volcano just five kilometers northeast from the Minami Iwo Jima Island, on August 13th produced a large eruptive column, 16 kilometers in height. And after this impressive and violent eruption during the weekend, we saw the birth of a new island, accompanied by phreatomagmatic explosions. And the submarine uh, volcano, which has now reached sea level, uh, is now a a not it's a it's an aerial volcano and we have a nice new volcanic island in the Japanese archipelago. So happy to have a new superhero volcano in our new season of Volcano Edge. So sadly, that's it for the quick updates. They weren't so quick this week. Uh, we'd like to thank our, our main sources at volcanodiscovery.com and the Smithsonian Institution Global Volcanism Project, as well as all of the, the different uh, observatories which we gathered information from. We wouldn't be able to do this without their cool uh, research. So it's time for the focus that is not going to be a focus. <laughs> it's time for the advertisement for, yeah, exactly. for next week. <laughs> so let's go to it. Yeah, so next week we have a special episode. Um, we're collaborating with the University of Geneva Faculty of Science. We're taking over their Twitter spaces uh, for, for the episode. Um, and if you're new to Twitter spaces, it's okay, we are too. It's kind of um, similar to Clubhouse if you're more familiar with that or more old-fashioned. It's kind of like a radio show where where we chat, it's live, um, and people can, can call in and ask questions too. So it'll be at 12.30 next week um, on Tuesday, so Tuesday, September 14th at 12.30 uh, European Central Time, uh, but we'll also record it and we'll put it on Spotify as per usual. Uh, if you are in a different time zone and that doesn't work for you, or if you're in the same time zone and once again it doesn't work for you. Or if you don't want to think about volcano while you are eating your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. 
Um, but we're really excited about it next week. We'll we'll start off giving you the news as per usual, and then for the focus, we're going to be interviewing four other PhD students from um, the Faculty of Science, and we thought we'd tell you a little bit about them now. So, so let's start with Stefano. Stefano Minini is going to be our guest in this Twitter Space special event. He is a PhD student from the University of Geneva, like us, and he is mainly uh, focused on the physical, thermal, and temporal evolution of magmatic systems and on the relationship between surface and deep processes. So we are going to have a lot of interesting questions for him. And he also is currently uh, investigating the evolution of the south flank of Kilauea volcano over the last several decades. Hi everyone, thank you for joining. I'm Maria Paz Reyes, I'm a Chilean geologist and currently a PhD student at the University of Geneva. I'm working in the area of physical volcanology and geological risks and my actual research is focused on multi-hazard assessments of selected areas of the central, southern and austral volcanic zones of the Andes. Hi, I'm Elliot and I'm a geophysicist um, nearing the end of my PhD at Unige and primarily I'm focusing on the discipline of uh, volcano seismology. I work mostly on volcanic reservoirs um, and looking into how these high entropy systems act as a natural laboratory um, in comparison to low enthalpy examples such as geothermal reservoirs. My current project uh, focuses on regional and uh, local volcanic systems. So at a regional scale, we have the central Costa Rican volcanic front. And on the local scale, the Irazu and Turialba volcanic complex, where I'm aiming to build an image of the volcanic subsurface, um, looking into any significant volcanic features such as reservoirs and conduit plumbing and also, if possible, to explore the temporal and spatial patterns of eruptivity that exist uh, at these volcanoes. Yeah, so those are our guests for next week. We're super duper excited. Um, hopefully we'll have some good questions for them, and maybe you guys will too um, during the, the Twitter Spaces uh, session. If you have any questions, we now have a Gmail account. It is uh, Podcast at gmail.com so you can send us emails there okay yeah and um yeah we are super excited about this event next week i hope you are excited too and see you next week see you next week live maybe bye yeah bye